0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a 7-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your
0: locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35
1: or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.
0: GrimWrestlingCheap.com Welcome, everybody, to this week's Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. I am John Roca. That is...
1: Ryan Satin, That's right.
0: From Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, you know him very well. We are going to break this thing down. This happened out of Greensboro, North Carolina last night. Three hours of action and some uh, commentating and all this kind of jazz. Uh, but Ryan, is there anything you want to start off with before we get going on well, to these matches? Well,
1: first, I want to apologize to everyone out there. I'm going to try and talk a little quieter. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have my the headphones people complaining? On. Well, not with you, but for okay. Wrestling Sheet Radio last week on Friday, the audio was... Out of control. Oh, you, right, I was loud because I didn't have my headphones on. I didn't hear that I was breaking the audio <laughs> the whole time. Uh, Jamie kept touching the microphone, so his audio kept cutting in and out. So I apologize oh. for that. Uh, we're still getting me and the rest of the wrestling sheet radio crew. are Still getting used to being uh, on camera during mm. the podcast. is a little bit more of a pro here since he's been a collider longer than me. Uh, so for, <laughs> I, I want to apologize for that. I'm gonna try and talk a little quieter in okay. this one. So uh, it's not that I was. I'm not excited. It's I'm trying to uh, help with everyone's audio here.
0: Oh, no, no, but you, you, we run it through levelators. So we run it through programs that level you out, so yeah, you'll be but fine, but I hear week, what you're saying.
1: But, you, if you were to listen to mm-hmm. last week's Wrestling Sheet Radio, it's literally like my okay. first words are like, it's blown crazy out. sound. Yeah, blowed at, blown out. It, it's so bad. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that. But okay. But trust me, I got like 100 messages from people like, do you know how terrible your audio was this <laughs> week? So, I, yes, I do, and I'm sorry. Hopefully it won't happen again. Hopefully. Now, yeah. to Raw. Yeah, let's uh, get on it. I, to get into Raw, uh, I enjoyed Raw. You know, yeah. uh, I, I didn't I didn't love Raw. Yeah. It was a little bit better than last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the, the go-home for SummerSlam or most of the big pay-per-views, Usually, only have one or two big moments, anyways, and the rest is kind of like vignettes and reminding you of the full feud as a whole. So, um, I wasn't expecting much. There were a few shining moments, uh, but I want to talk in the beginning. I'd mention yeah. this to you since it's really only, the only time we're going to have to be able to discuss it. Well, I'm sure there'll be other parts where. It's worth mentioning later in the show. But what did you think of Renee Young hosting – or sorry, Renee Young doing announcing?
0: Well, I liked – here's what I'll say. I liked Renee doing it, but I expected to be blown away, and I wasn't. Because Renee has been around the business a long time now, really the premier host of shows. I remember when she was doing the top ten countdown stuff that she would do on the network. And, of course, she's married to Dean Ambrose. So she's ensconced in the business. So I just expected her to come out the gate – and have like like Doris Burke in the NBA, have these really interesting points of views, new approaches, new looks at things. And what I got was essentially uh, Byron in a white lady's form. And, and so to me, that bothered me a little bit because I wanted her to – I just wanted her to, give, to have something new and extra. But, I mean, you could have a drinking game to her. Oh, you could have her drinking games to her. Oh, and be drunk within the first hour or her. That's not right. Come on. That kind of stuff. I didn't expect from her. I wanted something. And, that's, and maybe that's on me because that's an extra expectation thing, I was excited that she was going to be the commentator on the show. I thought she was going to, like, overshadow Corey, but, you know, Corey did his natural thing that he does. But then again, I don't know if this was a mandate from the back, and Renee was great in the interview, I think you have it on Pro Wrestling Sheet, where she said Vince only reached out to her once during the whole broadcast to make a note to slow down in certain areas. Which
1: is surprising considering right. he's notorious for yelling in everyone's ear.
0: Sure, but I think Vince is also, like, understanding this her first time. He knows this is good PR for the for the company to have a woman on the commentator. So maybe he, he didn't want to push... T- and let her do it naturally. Well, I also think that probably he, has
1: faith in her too that he wanted a female voice there yeah, too. Yeah. You know that he knows that he can be the male voice that he wants yes. in his head to all those announcers. But I don't think that he necessarily knows that he can be the female voice to, all, right. to the same to the same person to the same effect necessarily. So um, I like that he didn't butt in too much. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I agree with you. There was a lot where th- there was a lot of room for improvement you yes. know like but but at the same time you know similar to when we were talking about Carmela and right. her ring style you know i don't think necessarily that she was that they put her there to uh to shine over the other two you know uh-huh. i think they wanted just another perspective that didn't uh make mistakes that didn't right. kind of like give you eye roll moments that that yep. was just kind of like you know she was there she didn't make any mistakes um it was nice having a female voice just talking throughout right. the show um and i you know look I, I, in my opinion you know, i think that you know, Coach has had a rough time on commentary since coming back. Oh, yeah. And that's being nice. Coach I know is I just, terrible, he, on
0: been, be nice. <laughs> terrible on commentary. You can be nice. He's <laughs> terrible on commentary.
1: He's been rough. And, yeah. And,
0: and, and, you know, he's just out of step. It's past him. That's what I, it's not his fault. I think he's just past
1: it. I agree. I agree yeah. completely with you. And I think that a, he tries to make up for it with his personality mm-hmm. by, by injecting certain things. But a lot of those things that he injects into the commentary don't make sense. Like yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah. when he says it, not only do you, as the viewer, kind of go like, "What was he, what was he talking about?" <laughs> but Corey calls him out and goes, yeah. like, "What were you talking about?" And so then yeah. it's like you keep seeing it and you keep feeling like, "Well, what is he? Is he try-? like you know? Is he trying to get ingrained in the product where right. those things?" are? And it doesn't feel that way. Renee is, yeah. You know, since day one, she's she's felt like a fan who's a part of it, and not in a bad way where she's right. like a Mark or something like that. It's you know, she she's but like she is so knowledgeable on the mm-hmm. product, is it, it, part of it now. That might not have all translated to commentary last night, but I do have faith that that she could get there. You know, I honestly think that she was just kind of there to to pick and choose her moments to show that you know because Coachman's first night back was was bad right away. It was it was was, night one was bad. You know when he came back, and I think that she needed to show that well she's not going to have eye roll moments like he has had every week since coming back and Right,
0: and I wouldn't expect that from Renee. Renee is such a pro, and she's great. That's what I said. I don't want this to be a man-woman thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm analyzing her as I would anybody else, regardless of gender. And, I you're, saw, and you're a
1: sports guy, too. Yeah. So, like, you, you, like you, you mentioned the NBA girl. I don't even know who that yeah, is. Yeah, Doris you know?
0: Burke is incredible. When she calls games, Doris Burke is incredible. There's a number of uh, ladies who call games on ESPN who are fantastic. And, uh, but I wanted to look at Renee as just a commentator, regardless of sex or, or whatever. I wanted to see, or gender, rather. I wanted to see like, what she could bring to the table. And she was good. It just... I just wanted... I I know Renee... I've seen her do great stuff. That Her stuff with Paul Heyman was great. Like, she just is such a pro. I wanted something incredible out of it. And I didn't quite get what I was hoping for. But, like you said... This is a great first step, and she's certainly miles better than Stephanie was doing commentary for that, that match. Yeah. So to me, I think this is a great next step. And I think more and more women, as they become wrestlers as well, there has to be creating space for women commentators to come in and do uh, stuff on them. I don't mean the Kathy Kellys. I mean like other people who are seasoned commentators who've been trained to be commentators can step in and do professional wrestling commentating. You know, you've told me off camera, and more than one people have told me that, that WWE doesn't always hire people who are massive wrestling fans. They hire people who are pros in their fields. Yep. So to me, that's what I think Vince and Triple H and Stephanie need to look at next is start looking at these female commentators and see if they can bring in these really good female commentators. And start calling. Them. There's no reason they shouldn't, especially if you're going to launch, launch like, some evolution, there should be two women on that desk. I, well, I, know. Com-
1: I completely agree with you. In fact, I was thinking the same thing while watching this last night. I was watching it, thinking to myself, I, I enjoy the female voice on commentary, yeah. but I, w- I was thinking, I couldn't help but, but, stop thinking in my head. Do I would I have wanted Mean Gene on commentary in the eighties, you right. know, or in the nineties? Right. Oh, great point. Like, I love yeah. you know Mean Gene yeah. as the interviewer, and I, I really do love. Renee Young as a backstage interviewer. Yeah, she's I great. think she is great at it. The she, she's good at telling emotion in her face. She's good mm-hmm. at conveying a story. Um, she's gr- she's just good at being the backstage interviewer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I was thinking to myself, do I want to lose Renee Young as the backstage interviewer to get this female right. voice, uh, you know, on commentary? Right. And, and and time will tell. Obviously, if she yeah. if, if it warrants putting her on there full time, like I, I'm assuming, it's only a matter of time before they put right. her back on there again. They they have made way too big of a deal to then Mm -hmm. just plop Coach back in there next week. Like, I'm sure that they're going to have to announce something that's going to be put in there there full time. Oh,
0: absolutely. And I don't like the way they presented it, where there's Coach was at a signing, so we had to get someone to fill in. It should have been, we want to give Renee Young a shot. She's earned her shot here. We want to give her a shot on commentary. To say it was because Coach was out at a signing, that really bothered me. Because I'm like, you know why you did this. You wanted to try it out and see what happens. Just be honest with the fans. Don't make it seem like it's a replacement.
1: Especially with the way... Uh, you know, on, on social media, everybody yeah. made a big deal about yes. it. You including know, it like, WWE, including WWE, including Triple H, yeah. Stephanie, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it was it was it was interesting to me. I mean, I. I, I I can't imagine that yeah. coach is going to be there much longer yeah, on commentary. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, and you, who knows? Maybe she'll make that transition. Like you said, I like her as a, a like we've said, both of us said, I like her backstage. But who knows if she'll make a transition from the camera? She'll get better. I just want to have more. I want to see more of her. Name. I think when she was talking about Natty and her relationship with Natty, oh, that started to pop up. I was like, okay, this is good. This is interesting. This is a new yes. point of view. So if more of that can happen, her own personal relationships with these wrestlers, even the stuff with Dean Ambrose, come out and say that you're married. Yeah, to, that, that out, part like was a, little, a little that wasn't. So frustrating. Quiet. Yeah, she went quiet. Out
1: of everything that happened on Raw last night, and that was kind of the one thing I was talking about. We might mention later, but yeah. since we're here, we should just talk about sure. it. That, out of all of her uh commentary last night, that was the most frustrating. Yes. That she wasn't like, "That's right, Dean Ambrose is back." Right. But I also have a feeling that that was a directive given I'm to sure. her. I'm sure that wasn't a personal thing right. where she decided not to. I'm sure that Vince was like. We're not sure how we're going to deal with this at this point. Um, But at the same time, like, it's not like it's the first time there's been a relationship like that. Exactly. You know, the king used to mark out over the cat or Miss Kitty or whatever her name was. The king used to, you know, everyone knew that. You know, I mean, I don't think that there have been instances where there have been relationships like like that. So I I don't know. I didn't – I was – I felt like it was a little weird, but at the same time, I get that. Like, yeah. if she does say something, then she has to explain why she didn't say anything. Right. The rest of Raw when it was being teased, all the Seth Rollins stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, it was confusing, but, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it, it should be addressed going forward. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah happen I agree. on commentary, and
0: we'll see what happens going forward. And we're both in support of her continuing to do it and hopefully getting even better at doing it. So we'll go on up with that. Anyway, that started the show. Renee, the big announcement that she was going to be hosting it now. And then Ronda Rousey came out to start the show and gave a bit of a mini tribute to Jim the Anvil Knight, who unfortunately passed away uh, a couple of days ago. You guys covered it on wrestling, your pro wrestling sheet. RIP. Uh, yeah, and then she gave a, a little bit of a tribute, like I said, but then and talked about her relationship with, with N- N- Natalia and then talked about how this interesting moment talking about fathers and daughters. And, and I was like, it was getting a bit real. Mm-hmm. And then she made the transition into the storylines. Everything was happening and announcing that Emma moon was going to fight Alexa bliss. And before all we switch thing. into the
1: match. Yeah. Did you like the tribute? I,
0: I thought it was the wrong person to deliver the Me tribute too. because it's, she just got
1: here. Yeah.
0: And normally they have all the wrestlers come out. They do the ringing of the bells. They show the picture and then people cheer and stand up, and of course later on they showed the nice montage for him. But I, I thought it was weird choice, and it just felt so, like. And like, they worked I, the storylines into the. Yeah, thing, you know? I didn't
1: like someone's death kind of being worked into yeah. the storyline. Yeah, and I know it's been done in the past, and I know that like, like for example, like when Paul Bear passed away, yeah, they, they, it was injected into the CM Punk Undertaker. But Paul would have loved. But that. Paul would have loved it, right. and, and to that note, I'm sure Jim Nyhart would have loved to be involved in the story, but at the same time. It wasn't really Natalia's storyline. Yeah. I could see if his daughter was involved, right. but it was weird that like it was going to be like kind of like passed over to Rhonda. And it, yeah. you know, I, I appreciated the sentiment, yeah. but sure. the whole fathers being pillars of of, of the daughters yeah. and it just didn't feel right. And it was something yeah. awkward about it.
0: It's ironic because it was probably the best she's been on the mic yet. It was awkward. Yes, right. Yes. It was, I thought she handled the transitions well. But it was awkward because it felt like the wrong person mm. to be doing these transitions. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure who else I could have gone to, to be honest. But it still felt weird.
1: I worked for a wrestling company for a short period of time yeah. uh, out here, and I remember a popular wrestler who was working there at the time kind of told me that like it's 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 a thing that you don't really start the show off on like a sad note in mm. the ring. Like it's one thing to do it on camera, or if it's a really big moment to have like you know a, a tribute or a ten right. bell salute or something like that. But to like. Discussing a sad thing like that at the top of the show does kind of bring like a damper mm-hmm. on, on on you know on everyone's fun. Like everyone's there to have fun in the wrestling show right, at the same right, time, you know. And right. I get paying tribute. The tribute they did to Jim was great. It deserved. Was great. I'm glad they did it. It was just weird in a promo to inject it in a wrestling storyline.
0: Yeah. Story yeah. Uh, well, went into the storylines there uh, with that promo, and she announced that Ember Moon would be fighting Alexa Bliss tonight. and Alexa Bliss comes out with Alicia Fox. Alexa Bliss. She has come so far on the mic. It is great. Her little I can make an er face. Like all of that was hilarious. I think. Our, uh, I think our Aaron Turner sent it as a gift. Like this is. The, turn it off after this gift because it's the greatest thing you'll see. <laughs> I love that she is like really carrying. She knows that she has to carry this back and forth. On the mic, oh so, yeah, and Alexa is stepping up to the plate, and I love that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. When she when she was doing the gir thing, I was cracking up. Also, props <laughs> to Alicia Fox. Oh yeah, for the poison ivy thing. For, yeah, for <laughs> always making the weirdest headgear look cool. Like yeah. I don't know how she does. She always like the weirdest thing. Like there's one of the weirdest hats, like weird leaves on her yeah, head, yeah. and it still kind of <laughs> looks cool. Like I was, you know, I, it's weird, but I like it.
0: Alicia's the MVP, man. I mean, she's just like – she will find a way to get your attention without doing a damn thing. <laughs> Absolutely. In, not, in a way that's overt. You, you notice her. You don't overtly notice her. So she's just such, such a – she's so smart at how she does that. Yeah, I respect that. I,
1: I had to explain to Christian today, Christian Harloff, who works here. Yeah. I had to – he was like, why is Alicia Fox with Rhonda?" Because I was shown in the back Oh, clip, yeah. we'll bring up in a second. He was like, what? And I was like oh, – she's like – You know, she's just like the random friend they've placed with Alexa Bliss (laughs) in the interim to like as as a bump, you know, as a wall before she has to go up against Ronnie. He's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But she's they, they they love throwing Alicia Fox in that random friend role of like, "Uh, you need a friend. Alicia Fox will be your she friend. Does it. She does. She doesn't have the captain's
0: hat on anymore, which I'm, I'm sad
1: about. We miss they, the captain's hat. We
0: do. We do. Alexis says that Rhonda is an overhyped privileged rookie. He says that Constable Corbin told her to hire security. So she walks out with four dudes. We know what's going to happen with these four dudes. And that's exactly what happens. She kicks the crap out of three guys. The fourth guy tucks tail and runs away. Uh, and then the match starts after the break. Alexa's shocked out of her mind. Uh, and so is Alicia. But then the match starts. Uh, uh, Ron, uh, Alicia ends up interfering, giving Alexa Bliss the match. I thought it was a good match with Ember Moon, but, but I, it just felt like the match wasn't the point. And you could tell from both of them that they weren't giving 100% in that match because they knew what the end was going to be and everything like that. But it was just weird having it be a disqualification rather than one putting the other one over clean. I was just surprised by that.
1: Well, and I agree with you in the fact that, you know, the match here was so secondary to everything going on. You know, I I felt the same way, you know, when when they had the whole security thing before the match, I was like, wait, I thought they said there was going to be a match. What's going on here? Like, yeah. I, like, like, like the the sequence of events were weird to me. Like, it would have made like I thought they maybe maybe to do the security thing. Yeah. at the end of the match, right? You know, right? <laughs> like, like I thought they were gonna keep her away for a minute and then she like, no, screw this, beat up all security, Alexa, right? Uh, hightailed it. That's what seemed to make more sense. So it was like weird how they had that all happen beforehand. And I agree with you; it affected the match. It made you like yeah. not really care about the match as much. Yeah. Um, I, I love Stone Cold Ronda Rousey. I love when she does the Stone Cold Ronda Rousey thing. Oh, she's things. scary as hell. I love it. I love when she beats up the security. Like, I, I like her doing that. The guy running away just makes, makes Ronda Rousey look like a million bucks. Yeah, Looks yeah. like the world's most dangerous woman, as uh, as her nickname says. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it took away all the focus in the match. Did I, I, I'm sure. Sh- didn't mean to knock the mic oh, didn't mean to knock the microphone in front of my face. I'm shocked that out of the millions of people watching Raw, yeah. that it took like only a few that only a few people noticed that whole bat thing that we posted the video yes. on the site. For those of you who didn't see it, it's on the site personheet.com right now. But you know, during the match, Rhonda's ringside and you see a bat like fly yeah. over the barricade and it's like flailing around on the ground. <laughs> um and then Rhonda is like looking at it and then she turns away and she looks at the camera's like, Oh, my God, that was a bat. <laughs> but it happened so fast that you didn't even notice it. And yeah. I, I didn't notice it until I saw the, the, someone pointed out on Twitter who made that GIF. Yeah. Um, and I had Austin, our writer, find the actual video and put a clip on the site today. But, but that was great. That yeah. was such a random thing that ha- I can't believe everyone didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, it was, fa- it was so quick. With everything that was happening, I think that's why. Like yeah. people were so like overwhelmed by everything that was happening. they were like, I didn't catch a bad what? Sure, whatever lunacy <laughs> was going on here. Uh, because then, then you know, after Alicia, initially Alicia tried to interfere. Ronda comes over, rips her off the thing, throws her into the wall, and then Alexa comes out. And apparently, can knock Ronda down with one hit from the back, and uh, then takes Ronda and throws her into the back. Which kudos to Ronda. Like whatever you talk about her on the mic. I love that she's willing to take the bumps. Oh, yeah. I love that. And that's the thing about Lesnar. You can bash Lesnar all you want. Lesnar's always been willing to take the bumps. Oh, and yeah. I think that goes a long way to you selling yourself to the crowd that you're not too above it. And to have her take it was great. And then she rolls in when Alicia is trying to beat up on, on, uh, on Ember Moon and then takes care of Alicia with these flips that scare the hell out of
1: me. She's not going to be satisfied until she rips yeah. Alicia Fox's arm out of its socket. And it was
0: a little dangerous because the third one, her leg caught the bottom rope. <laughs> yeah. She could have twisted her knee and fucked up her leg. Take some out. so it was like a little scary in them. So, Rhonda needs to be a little careful with it while she's handling Alicia. I get that Alicia's you know, she's you know, like a flexible girl and everything like that, but you got to be careful. So, I was a little worried. They crawl away, and then you have Rhonda standing there. I felt like Ember was like forgotten in this whole thing, which I
1: she's been she, forgotten. She doesn't general, deserve man. that, man. You know, I, she's good. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, Jamie and I, uh, Jamie Ivy, who co hosts Wrestling she Radio with me, yep. we were talking, we were texting this weekend, we were talking about. How Ember Moon doesn't really get brought up in the conversation of unsuccessful call-ups right. as much as, as should. You know, yeah. like she was, she's a great talent. She's yeah. a super successful person, but to just she hasn't clicked with the main roster. Doesn't feel like it, and I don't yeah. know if it's that her character confuses people because they're not really sure what exactly her her deal is, yeah. um, or if it's lack of getting behind her, but. But, but for some reason, it's just—it's kind of been a, a, a dud so far. Yeah, I
0: feel like I feel like she takes she took the I think uh, Ronda took her spot. I think I think they had all these plans for for Ember to come in, go toe to toe with Alexa. These two diminutive wrestlers—it was going to be a lot of fun because they both actually. Aside from this match, they played, they fought other matches and they have great chemistry together. And I think that's what they were kind of maybe angling for. And then the Ronda thing blew them out of the water. The response, the, all that. I think they thought they were going to take Ronda a little bit longer to get to over with the fans. She was over so quick that Ember now gets kind of pushed back. And I think they put her in this match to kind of remind people that she's around. But if, if Ronda wins the title, what happens to all the faces that are so prevalent on the female side of things in uh in in on raw
1: That's a great question. I think that honestly, that's why they're waiting on announcing uh, the women's tag team titles. Uh, I mean, that's the only way okay. it makes sense to me is that cuz I agree with you right. at, at that point sorry every other face yeah. on raw but you're you're fucked, yeah. you know? <laughs> like Ronda's going to get the spotlight obviously, yeah. you know. I mean, Ronda's one of the most famous athletes on the planet, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh obviously she's going to get the spotlight. You know, I think you know you can't really turn Ember Moon. I don't think you that can't. makes sense. No, you know, not this early. Not this early. And so I think you gotta t- team her with someone. You know, yep. you gotta maybe tag her with. Uh, I'm trying to think of who's like left. <laughs> you know? There's not to bring yeah. up someone from NXT. Tag her with them. You yeah. know, like that. Yeah. To me, that that would make the most sense. I agree. I
0: agree. We'll see what happens with her. Hopefully, she'll get a shot to do a really good program with somebody involved in the title picture as we
1: go along. Uh, all right, because t- that finisher is the best finisher y- in WWE. Yes, the
0: Eclipse is incredible. Sorry, Lord, but it is. It is fantastic. That's like a, a video game Yeah, I give it life. I was
1: literally just going to say I give it to all my characters in the video. Like all like <laughs> the Ricky Suaves, they all get the they all get the their finisher. Wait
0: a fucking second. Who is Ricky Suave? Is that your character well, that you create?
1: Yeah, that's my creator wrestler, Ricky Ladies Man Suave. He loves pyro. Uh, He's got. is the best. Honorary member of DX. Uh, (laughs)
0: The Latin portion. Yeah, Yeah, the the Latin (laughs) portion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. LDX, yes, (laughs) of course.
1: (laughs) Yes, precisely, yes. So uh, he's been around since the Attitude Era, but he's just not as famous as the others, you know? (laughs) Or oh, Ricky.
0: He'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days. Yeah. Speaking of someone who's not as famous, Tyler Breeze on Constable Corbin. Uh, Corbin. Solid segue. All right, there we go. Corbin gets the pin, but I thought we were going to do something good with Tyler Breeze. What? what? This is was a same, waste.
1: I thought the same thing he was. He doesn't need to do a squash match with Tyler Breeze. Had, nobody gained from that. I yeah. thought, for, and look it, we talked about it last week. Like We like that they're slowly using Tyler Breeze more while, while Fandango is uh, out. This would have been a, Perfect moment to start a push. Now yes. I get it. Look, I get it. That SummerSlam is right around the corner, but so, they want to get the you know the, the make Corbin look strong heading into sure, it. Sure. However, just have Seth interfere. Yeah, just have Seth interfere. Tyler gets a surprise win. Boom! He's right. starting his push all of a sudden on Raw without Fandango. Uh, I, even while watching it, I, I, like it wasn't a complete squash. Yeah, I thought for like a second, like oh, are they going to kill Tyler yeah. a chance? Nope. No, and then it all there. It was so quick, too. Do you think, okay, wait, do you think, though, with Corbin looking so strong and then everything that transpired that we're going to get into next, do you think they're going to do, like, a surprise demon?
0: Maybe, but I think Tyler, if they're smart, they have Tyler interfere in the match. Oh. If they're smart, they have Tyler interfere in some way. Then a Tyler Breeze-Constable Corbin feud is interesting. I like that. A, because no one expects Tyler to do anything against Constable Corbin. But what could be more frustrating than someone with the pedigree of Tyler Breeze keep getting the best of Constable Corbin, the frustration of Constable Corbin. Stephanie is frustrated with Constable Corbin because he keeps losing to Tyler Breeze. All of that. And then Tyler Breeze starts to build a little bit and he becomes a face of all people, of all things. And then that's something to play with in the time frame. And you take Finn out of that stupid, useless feud with Constable Corbin and put him someplace else.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know... I think that everyone is well aware that Tyler could easily carry that feud, entertainment-wise, yes. in backstage segments and stuff. I mean, yes. he would be hilarious. We all love the Fashion Files. He would be hilarious yes. in a feud with Constable, where he's just always annoying Constable, beating him, uh, one-upping him backstage. I I, I completely agree it, with you. It would
0: just make so much. F- yeah. So it would be so much fun. Much uh, more
1: fun than him losing in a few minutes to yeah. Constable Corbin.
0: Yeah, everyone saw that coming. What was the point of that? It didn't, it didn't push the needle one way or the other for Corbin. It really didn't. No. Uh, he, then Corbin introduced Ginger Mahal and Kevin Owens. They joined Corbin in the ring ahead of the tag team bout. Finn Balor, Braun Strowman versus Ginger Mahal and Kevin Owens. Kurt Angle bringing out Braun Strowman. Lord God, he's so over, man. And and As soon as you hear the scream, the audience just loses their damn minds. You
1: think he's the most popular guy in WWE right now? Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh,
0: Him and and Rollins, it's like this. Yeah. It really is like this, you know? I
1: think, though, that there's still some people with Rollins who, like...
0: Does the Shield stink on him? Or
1: even just the small guys stink on him, you know? No offense, but not everybody, you know, a lot of people who watch wrestling want these huge behemoths, and I think there is a large portion of, like, you know, like the, the, the middle of the country crowd who they that Braun resonates with him. Like, you know, when you can relate with someone, you love them that much more. You know, I I, I, I don't know if if Seth is necessarily the most relatable character. That's fair. Seth does have a little bit of a air of superiority yeah he does have it yeah braun seems like the guy you could like go hang out with drink a beer with but also like if someone tried to fight you while you guys were drinking a beer he would handle business for you yeah all that kind of stuff he'll go sing karaoke he'll eat weird shit with you like you know braun's like the guy you know but he'll also ruin people i i I love yeah i hope i hope on sunday i really (laughs) really hope on sunday (laughs) i'm hoping i don't think it's gonna happen I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm hoping (laughs) Braun cashes in. Oh! That, to me, would be... I mean, I honestly... And we're going to get to it. I don't think Roman's winning. I don't think Roman's going to be the one to... After all this time, I don't think he's going to be the one to dethrone Brock. I think that Vince had this three-year plan. It didn't come to fruition. And at the end of the day, he saw Braun as like, maybe it'll work with this guy. He's got the money in the bank. I really hope Braun... That Roman loses, Braun cashes in, Braun (laughs) leads us into the next, into the future. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> these, these hands lead us into the future please
0: by the way I, I loved your tweet about uh Balor and Strowman in my mind I went into a whole of these episodes of them going on road trips and trying and like poor Balor trying to hang with Strowman drinking and was like trying to sneak off throwing the beer over his mouth because <laughs> he wants to make sure he can hang with Strowman and go oh this, there's so much Strowman's eating like this weird stuff that Balor's never in his life thought to eat and then you know Balor brings Strowman over to where is he from Scotland or Ireland where is Ireland it? Ireland brings him to Ireland eat the stuff there and Strowman Roman, like, destroys shit, because, I mean, they're not tall people, the Irish, so he was, like, destroying shit in, in pubs. I just he's would li- I have a whole thing he's there, just I mean.
1: like Godzilla walking yeah, through basically those Irish <laughs> people, you know? <laughs> and, and for on the them. record, the, the tweets are James at night. That's, oh, sorry, James. That's yep. senior that's senior correspondent James McKenna who handles the tweets. He's much better at me than live tweeting Raw.
0: James, you're great on those tweets. He's I'm t- so I funny tell th- you, those they tweets entertain me.
1: Me too. I, yeah. I made him do them. I was like, because he would tweet on his own account much yeah. less during Raw, and I was like, can you do those in the up? Those are funny, and so yeah. yeah, No, James is much better than I when it comes to those. He's
0: a lot of fun to follow, definitely. All right, so Balor and Strowman win that thing. So whatever, we don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but certainly, I certainly think he's going to beat KO and then probably cash in. We'll see what happens. Because oh, if KO takes the case, woo, We gotta do like, something.
1: I, you know, I like the idea of Kevin being money. You know, money in the bank briefcase holder, but yeah. Braun's the guy yeah. right now. Yeah. I, people like Kevin Owens, but Kevin Owens doesn't need it, and yeah. Kevin Owens. He's as, over already. As much as I love Kevin Owens, we need someone who can end this whole Brock Lesnar yeah, stuff. Jesus Christ, we yes. need someone who Vince sees as a worthy replacement of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And I don't see Kevin Owens as that. No. I, I I would make Kevin Owens that. Sure. I love Kevin Owens. But Vince McMahon is the decision maker. And, and when you look at Kevin Owens, you look at Braun Strowman, you go, well, obviously he's going to want Braun Strowman yeah. as the guy more than Kevin Owens. Yeah,
0: Kevin feels like a SmackDown champion. Braun feels like a raw champion. Absolutely.
1: And that, that makes the most sense to me.
0: Then we have this triple threat match, which I think is probably... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley. God forbid I forget that
1: one. Uh, yeah. Bobby Lashley you, you and can't his big about Ricky fan, Roberts.
0: Ricky Roberts. What the hell was... This was something out of the, the, the dog days of the WCW or TNA. <laughs> like, it was terrible. It, it, this whole... Th- Poor Elias, man. He is so. This whole feud is just a way They're not even putting it on the SummerSlam card. I don't think there's a match. Uh, yeah, yet. I was
1: confused because they, so they, they the listed point. like 50 matches for yeah. SummerSlam, <laughs> and they like how long did it feel when they were oh listing my God. all the SummerSlam matches? It was it literally felt like like, yeah. like 50 matches, and I was surprised too when it wasn't on there. But didn't they say that Elias is going to be like? performing the greatest song ever yeah, or something sure. like that or sure. his greatest song ever or sure. something like that. And I'm sure Bobby would interfere. Yeah, so I'm sure there'd yeah. be something there with him. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this segment, it was one of those ones where the first time it was on, I kind of was like not paying attention because yes. I was like, this is stupid. And I lately, now that we're doing these recap shows, I go back and I watch, like, I'll watch it with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. Raw, and then so that I have worthy things to to note <laughs> while we're talking here. I go back and I watch it. I fast forward a little to certain parts yeah. so I can, you know, uh Things I tuned out for, and this was definitely one of them. Uh, High moment was that spine buster, though. Yes. That spine buster looked brutal yeah. uh, low moment was everything else. Yes. Uh, it was not good. It was not entertaining. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel bad because the guy who was Ricky Roberts yeah. is a popular indie wrestler. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's never going to let that one down. <laughs> Wearing the chaps, getting beat up by Bobby Lashley there. Look, I know being an extra, you know, everyone, you know, they all do it. Right. Uh, and we all, you know, you've seen ones of Tommaso Ciampa yeah. and, uh, you know, going back far the, the, throughout the, You know, history. There's so many, uh, you know, extras that have been turned out to be talent. So it's not like it's a reflection on him or anything, but yeah, he's. It's gonna take him a while to live down (laughs) the chaps on Raw. Uh, You know, I found interesting since this. There's not really much to pick apart here. Yeah, I listened to Bobby Lashley on Lillian Garcia's podcast. Okay, and you know, really, really fascinating interview. Of course, like I was like, you know, I can now see why. They see him as a possible mm-hmm. replacement for Brock mm-hmm. down the lo- you know in the near future because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he's got the physique got physique, yeah. physique obviously but you know when I was listening to the interview hearing his mindset and how positive he is and he was actually real personable yeah, he's a good I was surprised guy. I, it's, it, it, as I I can tell from this mm-hmm. those scripts are bogging him down yes the scripts are bogging him he is a, a clear example of scripts bogging someone down I agree. because. He's trying to remember stuff and it's not helping. And, yeah. you know, he mentioned in the interview where it's like, it's not like I can say anything. It's not like I can, you know, they. Oh, wow. he mentioned it. He was like, it's not like, he's like, you know, you get to Raw, they hand you a script and they wow. tell you this is what you're doing. It's not like you can be like, well, what if I do this or that instead? No, they brought you here to to do something. Fascinating. Do it, you okay. know. And, so, and, and it was real interesting to hear his mindset of just like, not, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to remember what he compared it to, but it was very much like a. I can't come in and say no to that. Yeah, I have to come in and just make that work. Yeah, that's what the contract says. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah. It's Like my contract. That's what it was. That's what he mentioned. It was. He was like, you know, Brock, those type of guys. They can come in. They can do what they want. Right. They can make Bob's their not own. not at that level. I'm not there. He's yeah. like, look, it, I got you know, I got family to feed. I come in. Yeah. Do what they tell me to do. He's Like, do I think that I could lead this company and be the guy? Absolutely. He was like, if you if you put me up, he's like, if you're, he was like, if you're uh, a basketball team and you're down by. You know, one point and there's ten seconds left, and I'm on your team. I'm telling you to pass me the ball and let me go make that basket. If Damn. it's the bottom of the ninth and you guys are down by three runs and I and it's a f- the bases are loaded and I'm up to bat, I'm gonna hit a home run. Like I'm and it was like, wow. Let him talk like this yes. on Raw. Like I don't need to see him <laughs> beat up Ricky Roberts. I don't need to hear him talk about his sisters. Yeah. Talk about these kinds of things. Like honestly, I was like, man, go beat Brock. Like I haven't finished it yet, but I got the part where he was talking about how bad he wants yeah. to wrestle Brock, and I'm fascinated to hear the rest of that, because it That's was really interesting.
0: interesting. I'm totally going to listen to that on the
1: ride home today. Yeah, it's good. is this... not the best, but well, it, well. it's worth listening to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating, too, because this is sometimes people get under the lights and they can't make it work, you know, and sometimes it's about, like you said, scripts or sometimes it's about people or different people behind the, behind the camera than they are in front of the camera, right? We see this all the time in politics. Someone, once they're out of the race, they're like so casual to talk to <laughs> yeah. and great and You're like, where the hell was that guy or that woman, you know? Why, why couldn't I Why couldn't I see that more on the campaign trail? And so those are those kinds of things that are interesting. You have to just kind of find the ones that can naturally be themselves. You know, That's the best part of wrestling is the extension. And so so, but creative has to understand the talent they have yeah. and how to bring out the best in that talent. Maybe they know Bobby's not so great at improv-ing, so they want to write the scripts out for him. But then you're eliminating the naturalness of Bobby, and that may be sa- being sacrificed here. Because all these people seem to like him. They just are frustrated that these uh, uh, vignettes or these uh, storylines don't go farther or aren't more enjoyable. I also
1: think it's also what feels like a lack of lack of creativity yeah. on 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 the creative team sure. side like it's like you, what are you giving us like yeah. you haven't really given us anything to care about you know like yeah. we're, we we want to care but like give Deeply. us give us something Yeah, you know, give, give us something, us something. To hold on to. not Ricky Roberts
0: <laughs> for god's sake not Ricky Roberts no all right, we jump into the triple threat match. I thought it was the best match of the night. Absolutely. I thought it was really great. The B team defeating Deleter of Worlds and the Revival. I'm so surprised the Revival is getting a push. Like, I'm just surprised. I thought they were going to get lost again in the shuffle, like the Ascension, like the Authors of Pain are being lost. I thought for sure that was going to happen to them, but it didn't. The B team came, and the B team won this match. What the hell? Are the Leader of Worlds done now? Like, are they, Was this their like swan song as a team?
1: I think they are. Okay. You know, I had heard that both sides want to move on wow that both and not like in a negative way yeah, of each other yeah, yeah. but I, but i think you know they have kind of plateaued as a team yeah. you know you know we talked about in general how like clearly the wwe is not going to kind of go deep into this broken universe right. stuff right um or woken universe excuse me <laughs> uh but it, yeah i've heard that most i've heard both sides really okay. kind of like want to Go back to what they were doing before, uh, yeah. and you know, get kind of a single, do their singles thing.
0: Well, it struck me as I was watching the match how above Bray Wyatt is to everybody else in the in the ring. In my opinion, yeah, I feel like his uh, star power, his moves, his uh, uh, technique in the ring is above everybody else's. Matt Hardy is an old man still trying to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, we've seen that happen with Flair. It's, I got no issues with that. If you're over with the public, do your thing. The two
1: guys on the... Uh, on the, uh, the I mean, Re- like even the Rock and Roll Express yeah, still yeah. are out there uh, doing their yeah, thing. Exactly. You know? the two, not, obviously not that old, but you know what I mean.
0: Right, right exactly. The two guys on the revival, they're great. They good chemistry, but they're diminutive guys, in my opinion. So when you see Bray Wyatt taking the pin... Which really bothered me. And maybe that was Bray going, you know what? I want out of this. I'm happy to take the pin. Let me get the hell out of this thing.
1: Also, I think I feel like I could see Bray putting over the B team because his brother's on it. Yeah, that's true, too. I could see him being like, I want to put these guys over. Yeah. I I could see that, too. Especially because, you know, Bray doesn't need that win. No, he doesn't. Bray gets beaten all the time. Bray never wins. Yeah. You know, Bray rarely wins matches. So I mean to put over the B team a little bit, I get it. You know, yeah. I I get it. as much as I agree with you in that sense, yeah. it does help the B team a little bit who are quickly jumping the shark.
0: I know. They are, right? It's the not song just was, the song was the beginning of the
1: end. It was. The change of the song was the beginning of the end. Like this week when he was doing the 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 math yeah. thing, like I was yeah. like, like are we supposed to think that he's really dumb? Yeah. yeah. Like I get that it's what it's one thing when you're like, that character's dumb, but it's another thing when the character acts dumb, if that makes yeah. any sense. You're like, or like they're in on the stupidity. Like, like what person writes the letter, or the number three, repeatedly on a piece of paper right. to, to remind themselves that their odds are low? Like, yeah. I get that at the children's show, but I was looking at that <laughs> thing and like, what? Is he supposed to have, like, a mental thing? Like, yeah. I,
0: I was, like, confused. It's a little weird. And, and, and uh, what I think that, what I've read in some a number of blogs is they think they're just setting up the Revival to take the titles this weekend because it's called the rematch. It's going to be in the pre-show, I think, of SummerSlam, which is weird. The tag team belt's in the pre-show. I know. It's a little weird to me, but I think they're Especially just Especially there
1: being 50 matches on yeah, the card. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: so uh, I think they're just going to let Revival take the titles here and then move on from there and, and turn the B team into a fun team. Maybe, essentially, Brazongo. They're going to fill the Brazongo spot... That was there before which is which is fine. The fans like them; they'll do what they're thinking. Mm. But they really should not have the belts. They should not have the belts. So as we'll much
1: as I agree with them not that how they shouldn't have the belts at this yeah. point,
0: you don't think the revival
1: will do yet? I just think that Vince is going to shove that thing down our throats <laughs> until we cannot take it anymore. <laughs> Fair and enough. Then he'll take it off of them. Fair like, enough. Like it's not like Vince doesn't shove unfunny things down your True. throat to True. ad nauseum. So I could I could see. I could see them holding it on until till Survivor Series, yeah. maybe. Okay, especially because I don't think Vince cares about the revival either. Yeah, like okay. Vince sees the revival. I think how you just mentioned them, yeah. where he's like, "eh, they're two guys who are wrestlers." At least the B team have like a song. They've got a funny thing going, yeah, underdog they're, thing, yeah. the underdog thing. They're yeah. they're funny. They're they're plus
0: they're, they're legacy guys. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: the only reason I could see that him pushing that until you right. really don't care anymore.
0: Right, right. Well, we'll see. Speaking of someone that a lot of people don't care anymore, Roman Reigns in in this little (laughs) promo with uh, Paul Heyman, which I thought was really well done. Heyman talking uh, Samoan to him, talking about his dad, talking about Afa and Sika. That's who I grew up on, the wild Samoan son. Those guys were crazy, coming in with bones in the ring and Lou Albano. All that stuff was great to watch. To see how many generations of that Samoan family I've watched is kind of mind-blowing sometimes. Uh, But seeing the back and forth, this was really interesting. And Roman did a good job doing his thing. But Heyman, man, that's just. You're just playing with an Oscar-winning actor at that point. Like he's so great at it. And then when he tricked him with the spray and everything was great. And then Lesnar came and just destroyed him. And then came back down the ramp and gave him the F five. I thought the whole this whole thing was great. But what you said earlier makes me makes me wonder. Do you think they set this all up just to show the fact that Brock is going to beat him anyway? That's how I look at really? it.
1: I mean, I think that you don't think he's taking the hits. You don't think I think they're Hamlin's going to twist. I think or that turn? they. Are, I don't think Heyman's going to turn anymore. Okay. All right. I think that they are trying to use what we know about how wrestling works against us. Oh, interesting. You know, uh, we as wrestling fans know that the go-home show, usually the guy who's going w- to lose exactly. gets the upper hand. exactly. And then, you know, at the pay-per-view, the other guy gets his comeuppance. Yeah. But with Roman and Brock, they've done that for so and, and, and yeah. he doesn't get the comeuppance. I just think... I. I I think – and I I don't know this, but I think that they are – they will eventually turn Roman Reigns heel. And I think this is – not necessarily this weekend. Right. But I think that this whole Brock Lesnar thing is going to play into an eventual heel turn. Once Brock is gone, Braun is the guy. You know? and and, Because once Braun is the guy, we don't really need Roman in the role he's in right now. You know? And so I could see all of this playing into that. Like, I wanted to be your guy. I wanted to be the guy for you guys – you guys wouldn't accept me, right. like F all of you type thing. I could see that happening, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, first of all, this segment was the highlight of Raw. Yeah. I wanna mention so that. So good. Loved it. Uh, even though you saw him kind of grabbing something, Heyman kind of grabbing something out of his pocket did, while it was going did. on. It was still great. I yeah. loved it. It was done well. Um, I always loved the thing with you know the trope of Brock beating someone up, leaving, yeah, stopping, and then, uh, and then coming back. Like it never gets old. No. You're like you like you're like because like, it's scary. No, it's so <laughs> scary. Because every time you like you're like oh man, I got that like crap. here. Oh, he's going back. For uh, what's more. there left to do? You, what are there? you gonna do to him? One hundred percent. So yeah, you know I like that. You mentioned <laughs> uh, you know Oscar worthy performance from yeah. Paul Heyman. I saw an article on The Wrap. You're familiar with The rap, yeah. obviously. And they talked about, could Paul Heyman win an Emmy for that promo last week? Which I was like, come on. Like, well, he's not going to win an Emmy for that. Like, we know he's not going to win it. You think that it's possible? I, well, they do nominate stuff for
0: Emmys. Well, and this is the first year. This programs. is the first time
1: they submitted for yeah. But you – can you – I think you, in you, my in my mind, right? It's, it's not, wouldn't you have to submit the whole
0: episode? Yeah, but it's not it's not being compared to like an episode of like Glow or something. Or but wouldn't of, it have
1: to be in order I thought, to I be? Thought, a, I
0: thought it was a live like a live series, like a live like a reality show. It might be in the
1: reality but show, you can't, But you can't submit a scene. You have yeah. to submit the whole episode or the yeah. whole show. Maybe so, I like, didn't read the article, so maybe. No, no, maybe. I, I read the article. it didn't okay. give an answer. But uh, I was bummed because I wanted to know if they actually had an answer. They didn't. <laughs> but uh, but I don't think that you can submit just a – because, like, then every show would just submit their one powerful scene as I opposed so. to the whole episode. So I was, like, very confused. If they, do, come,
0: they do do that for the acting side of things. It would be surprising to me if Heyman ever won an actor. Oh, so I see what M. you're saying. And so then actor. they'd have
1: to submit him yes. as an
0: actor. Acts as an actor. They would have to submit him as an actor.
1: Okay. Because
0: so you, you can submit that scene. But
1: then, you'd ha- but then you
0: wouldn't. No, it wouldn't you'd be You'd have reality. to be compared to all yeah, your you would everything that yeah. you've done. I take that back. You would be, yeah.
1: Yeah, you couldn't just do one scene still. So I was like okay calm down Hollywood blog oh like we get it it if was Paul good. Heyman
0: could win an Emmy yeah <laughs> uh, I mean he deserves something That's He deserves something joke. but
1: I'm just saying like <laughs> calm, he's not gonna win an Emmy guys yeah. calm down um but yes this yeah. scene was great you know this whole segment was great um yeah. I liked how they played into could Roman join Paul yeah Man. and 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 he I laid I, the groundwork for last week which and they played into it well and I Paul Heyman his facial rea- his facial reactions are just Bar none, compared everybody's better than everybody else yes. when it comes to facial expressions, especially that evil look. Like, like you've all seen it in a movie when it's like, "Do you trust me?" And it's that yeah. evil character who you clearly don't trust. Right. You should not be trusting this guy. Um, and you know, but he has that like face of like, "Trust me," and but like words say, "Trust me," but face says, "Do not trust right, this right, man." Exactly. And I loved it, man. He when he just kept standing there with his hand out, like with that trust me look. You are like, man, this is good TV. Yeah. This is good. I don't care what. TV, this is good television. I, agree. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I had a good time with it. The only thing that bothered me was after this, and I don't think it's in your notes, Yeah. when they showed Roman. Well, first of all, pepper spray works just once. You just don't work. have to unload yeah. a whole can to work on someone. He would literally be blind if that was yeah. perfect. If you unloaded it forever, if you unloaded a yeah. full can in yeah. someone's yeah. eyes like that, yeah. permanent damage. Yeah. But beyond that, because we're in wrestling and we saw Jeff Hardy sell water in his face like it was waterboarding. You know, the the clean, you know, getting his face clean. But, uh. <laughs> but, um, but, okay, I've been pepper sprayed before. Yeah, me too. In and, the
0: military, you have to be.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay, I forgot. Okay, yeah. Water makes it worse. Yes. And so they showed him backstage dealing with the medical team and they were pumping water in his yeah. eye. And I was just like, okay, I'm... Being a stickler for detail here. <laughs> but pouring water in your eyes makes it worse. And they were showing them literally have a medical team make it worse for Roman Reigns yeah. backstage. I'm not wait, a doctor,
0: but... So this wait, you, right.
1: you had... Okay, so wait, for the military... How long were you in the military for? Eight years. You for eight years? Mm-hmm. What, what did you... Was in wh- the army. Army for eight yep. years. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Oh, well, please. I um, did my time. It was nice. But... Thank you. So you just had to straight up get pepper sprayed you have to face. get pepper
0: sprayed and then you have to get in the gas chamber as well so you have to go in the gas chamber take your mask off oh. and you have to stand there and as as and take it and see how long you can last oh. and then when you run out you're just swinging and you're coughing and you get water and all to drink to drink Yeah, and you get all and you're, and you're like snot is just coming all down your face it's the rite of passage in basic training so you have to go through that kind do of stuff do
1: you remember how long you lasted for uh, the, Jesus it the was the a long though? time
0: ago I don't know but I was competitive as fuck so I <laughs> I can see I tr- that. I, yeah, I tried to stay in in there as long as I could. Yeah. And pe- like, because they, they would bring them in, and w- like one guy go out, the new guy would come in, or two or three guys would run out, two or three new guys would come in. So I was trying to stay, and I was stomping my feet, <laughs> I was screaming, because you can't, you start to be unable to open your eyes because you're so watery. It's really hard to see anything. Oh. And then, and then eventually, if you're in there too long, the drill sergeants will kick you out. Wow. And I think if I remember correctly, I'm not trying to be, uh, kiss my own ass. <laughs> I think I remember my drill sergeant, Star, Star, uh, Dez Argin, tossed me out. Damn. I think you did. I think you Damn, did. that's yeah, cause, brutal. Because I just wanted – because I was like, I need to know if I can hang. Yeah. Because when I joined the military, it was all about proving yeah. some shit to myself at the time of my life. So I thought, you know, all those things were good ways to figure that out. But, yeah, Damn. yeah, it, it's a thing. It's a thing, man. It's yeah,
1: thing. the pain – see, <laughs> I hate that your story is so much cooler of getting pepper spray than mine. Oh, yeah, what's was yours? Mine's fucking stupid. Mine, when I was a kid, like, my mom had pepper spray on her keys. <laughs> and, like, it was always like, Ryan – don't spray the pepper spray on my keys like i'm like oh i gotta get something from your car it was like okay don't spray the pepper <laughs> spray on my keys so it was told to me so many times i was like well i want to see how this pepper spray yeah. works i didn't even have interest in doing it until my mom kept telling me of to not do it forbidden fruit yeah so i was like okay so i remember i was at her work one day and i had to get something from the car and i literally was like in the parking lot at her job and i like i was like yeah i'm gonna do this and i popped open the thing and i was like sprayed it forward and went like, oh, that was fun. It was kind of boring, but whatever. And then closed it, and then just started walking forward into the pepper spray, not realizing oh, that pepper spray isn't like Febreze where it quickly goes down. Yeah, like it kind of just stays in that area. So I like clicked it. Okay, that was fun. And like walked right through it, not thinking about it. And then like two minutes later, I'm like sitting there and I'm just like. Ow. Wow, my eyes hurt and I'm like so I'm like itching my eyes and it won't stop so I go to the bathroom and I, I don't want to tell my oh mom my god. so I don't want to tell my mom because yeah. she's told me so many times to not spray the pepper spray so I'm in the bathroom and I'm just tossing water on my face trying to get it to go away and it's just getting worse and worse and of I'm course. just tossing water on my face until eventually like I'm like crying Of course, I had to like come out of the bathroom like mom and I was like did you spray my pepper spray and I was like oh my god I did I didn't mean I didn't know this is what would happen like and it was like well Oh, go sit down and deal with it like water makes it worse and yep. i was like oh man So i just had to like sit there in the corner at my mom's job my the eyes worst. just heard my eyes closed the worst so yeah your story's cooler much cooler i love that story. That's a good story i think
0: our fans would like that story too that's a good story uh all right let's skip over bobby Roode and titus worldwide they which pe- they didn't even really show yeah, they didn't really show they defeated authors of pain and mojo raleigh and Whatever, man. Yeah. Arthur, I don't know what they can do. Other Saban's just quit. Right I feel like we've
1: discussed that one a yeah. bunch of the, yeah. all those people. Of yeah. what are they doing with all those people?
0: Yeah, Ruby Riot defeats Sasha Banks. I, this was a weird match to me. Yeah, Ruby's back, but the match was
1: lackluster. Yeah, I
0: mean, they fought better matches between each other. So it was just weird. It was like confusion about the the the, the Riot Squad on the outside. Then Bailey doesn't even get involved until there's one scripted moment that they're supposed to get involved. And in. so I just was like
1: it. Just is weird. A whole and lack thing. of purpose. Yeah, that's a great point right like it, lack, it, lack of purpose it, in a show where everything was building towards something it yeah. felt like this really what was it building towards like yeah. i get that we've had the sasha and the bailey said but that's not in factored into in the summer slam nope. so it's kind of just unnecessary it really was it was boring uh but we want to br- you wanted me to put
0: this on <laughs> oh, yeah. air because uh, yeah. we, we want to have a mini debate we're running out of time but we want to have a little bit of a mini debate about ryan posted on social media on twitter i think that oh, he, twitter yeah. he did not like episode eight of season two of the Glow, which, of Glow, which is the episode that is the that is the episode that everyone is talking about, <laughs> well, especially wh- those of us who've seen the actual show we were growing up. That it was a great facsimile of the show we remembered. You did not like it. I well, feel like I feel like Cosby. You, you-
1: <laughs> with the filth and the florn. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, okay. One, I didn't watch Glow growing up. Look, you fair. know, like I didn't. I'll be honest with you; it was a okay. little before my time. But you know. First and foremost, when I tweeted that, I, me and my girlfriend were watching it, both hating the episode. What? So I was tweeting like I, I'm a little late watching the whole series, and so uh, or the, you know the second season, and I tweeted it thinking that. Everybody was going to be under the same impression as me because I haven't I've avoided spoilers from the show. Right. So I was really under the impression that everybody hated that episode and then I tweeted it and it was I just said like everyone hate this episode as much as me and it was a barrage of responses of no, it was the best episode of the season, <laughs> idiot. So I'm uh, serious. So clearly I am I'm uh, uh of the in the minority here. But you know, I just and look at I love episodes that that kind of like deviate from the, the format. Sure. You know, I loved when, um, when uh, Atlanta did that episode oh, with yeah. What's His Face? Um, yeah. I, when he did the white face, yes. basically. Um, I love that. I love when shows do that. I just felt like, and I get that Glow was a cheesy show, it was very cheesy. Watching people act cheesy to me is not fun. Like I, I don't, I don't like Sharknado. I don't like mm-hmm. campy stuff like that. Where it's right. where it's like winking at you while watching. You know, like I was just like, I like. like there was so many intense things going on on the mm-hmm. show at that point. Mm-hmm. There were all these intense storylines going on that I was invested in, mm-hmm. and then to just kind of like take it out and do a whole funny or die sketch for thirty minutes, kind of just like. Felt so out of place to me. Like, yes, it was funny. There were funny things in there. But what did it do to advance any storylines? It did nothing to advance storylines. Right. It did nothing to showcase anyone's acting ability. All it did was kind of like a wink at the people who used to watch GLOW, which wasn't
0: that many people. All right. That's fair. <laughs> there weren't that many of us who would still be on air. But, but I will say uh, I thought it was – I disagree that you – because I really enjoyed Alison Brie doing both the Russian – The twin. The Russian twin thing was funny as hell. And it's the kind of cheesy storyline they would create for that situation so to me I like the episode Now, and I hear your points I absolutely take your points but I, I like the episode because it was a great homage to that show and the, the storylines were that cheesy the production value was that bad the looks were that, but the effort of the ladies in those sketches you could tell was very strong whether they were talented or not in terms of acting and doing these kinds of things that's another conversation but their effort was always there and I think those of us who watched it all the way to the end respected that and why we tuned in and I think that's what that episode Really captured. I mean, I get your point. No, but, but I it, think but, that's what but really it's. But it's weird
1: because, like, I you know, I'm clearly in the minority here because there was yeah. only a few people that that re- replied to me saying they hated it too. Yeah. Uh, and I thought maybe like, well, maybe it's because of the people who watch Glow. It was it was a no, trip down memory But there actually, was people here like Dorian, Dorian who was like, he, who he never watched the original Glow right. and was like, that was the best episode of the series. So yeah. you know, I, I'm clearly in the minority here, but.
0: I just love your hubris that you were like, I run Pro Wrestling Sheet. I know what I'm talking about. This episode
1: sucks, right, guys? And it's like, you're an idiot. What? What?" (laughs) I hate when that happens to me. That happens to me way too often. This was one of them where I literally – I was – for sure, positive that everybody <laughs> had to have been on the same wavelength as me, and because my, my girlfriend and I were sitting I there like, like "God, this is awful!" Like, awful, yeah. awful, awful. I was like, "I'm gonna tweet this, make sure." And then, like, I was seeing all, the, I was relaying it back to my girlfriend of like, hm, "We're wrong. Everyone <laughs> says we're wrong. Man, we should
0: watch the episode again. I think we missed."
1: It. <laughs> I'm not watching that episode again. It was terrible.
0: No, I know you were. <laughs> All right, let's finish up here because we're out of time. Like I said, Raw ends with this uh, Intercontinental Championship uh, contract signing with uh, uh, Ziggler, whose hair is uncomfortably way too long, and McIntyre. Do you not like his look? Oh, I like it. I
1: tweeted this last night too. I love his flat iron look. My friend Kevin, my friend Kevin, who's who's on wrestling radio sometimes too, he's the same way. He texted our group text like, "Hate it, hate it, hate it," And, and I was in there like. What? I love that crimp tear, oh. that, 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 that flat iron look. It makes see- him look like uh, Will Ferrell in um, uh, Eastbound and Down. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, honestly, in my mind, yeah. I always thought that Dolph Ziggler could be this generation's Ric Flair. Even though... Oh, yeah. Even though, you the know... The bones were there. The bones were there. Exactly. Yes. Like, I felt like the... Sure. You know, similar things, you know, between the two. S- yeah. Selling better than anybody. Yep. You know, uh, insanely talented, insanely charismatic. Fans love him. Fans love him, but they also love to hate him yeah. when need be. Um, so I, I had to... And when he does the flat iron hair, he yes. looks like Ric Flair to me. So it to me, <laughs> it even sells it even more. I'm like, that's... Because you don't see that look in anywhere but f- anymore. But Flair never did the wet look. And no, no, but it's fl- not really it's wet. Flair was that, puffed. Well, Flair was puffed. Yeah, but but you don't really see anyone with that hairdo at all anymore. There's like a that, reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for that, Ryan. <laughs>
0: Men are uncomfortable around it. That's why.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Fair enough. Good point. Whereas Drews, Drews is fine because well, Drew looks, Drew looks, looks like, like the you. definition of a man. Yeah, exactly. When you look at, exactly. you're like, well, that's if I had to craft a man, <laughs> that would be that it. That would be it. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you? Uh, so he does this promo. Ziggler does. I want to get your thoughts. I know, like I said, uh, what did you think of the promo? He, I mean, it felt a little real. He was like, these people will turn on you. We've seen the promos before like this. You know, yeah. fans will turn on you. They're they're fickle. Blah blah blah. blah. And he's saying they used to uh, love me when I was here to. What uh, rule the world or whatever it is, and now they want to burn it all down. But they're going to turn on you. But I don't blame him. I wouldn't do it either. And then boom. I
1: thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. effective. Um, I, you know, as I've said, I still think there's money in Dolph Ziggler. There is, and I think that he is proving it. You yeah. know, I think that when he first came to Raw, you know, in the switch up, you know, in the shake up or whatever, people were like, uh, Dolph Ziggler back on Raw, and I think that he has proven yeah. that he is there for a reason. Still, that he shouldn't. Go out and go try and find himself elsewhere. That he still has, yeah. you know, t- you know, money in him, and yeah. I and, and I think this promo was a perfect example of that. This
0: is the first time I thought he eclipsed McIntyre since they've been. Me together. too. Me too. And I was like, because I didn't like McIntyre's promo at all, and I really dug Ziggler's. Yeah.
1: No, Ziggler's promo it. was money here. Mm-hmm. McIntyre has been a little bit of the same promo mm-hmm. since doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, since I'll destroy you. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, but yes, I in terms, of, this to me was a proof of how effective that pairing of those two yeah. guys is
0: yeah agreed uh rollins comes out completely destroys his promo with one line say did you guys enjoy that therapy session that Dolph just said i'm just brilliant and <laughs> Dolph gives it to him by going you son of a i
1: did and- hate him walking out in his gear though yeah because you're like the whole show was supposedly you not yeah you rushing to get here and i get he makes up for it right. in a minute but still right he had to be in his gear. What was he in his gear for? Yeah, exactly. Good I didn't sell, like that.
0: Got to sell that shirt. Uh, Adieu. <laughs> all right, and then boom, he announces that Ambrose is back. Who well, I'm now calling Triple H Junior or Little Triple H. <laughs> little Triple H. Oh my, Little H. Little it H. Was yeah, H. that H. sounds better. It has to be a Little H. It was insane. I mean, he's he's bigger. He's not huge bigger, but he's certainly bigger. He's been on whatever jinder has been on, and the beard and everything. It was a whole nother look to him that I I, I bought but I could easily see myself not buying down the road. Really? Because when you mean mug too much, I don't really buy you. Like the, mean, the people that can actually kill you don't mean mug that much. They just True. do it. And so for him, like to me, it bothered me a little bit. But uh, overall, I love that he's back. It was a great intro for both of them, but I totally see him. Turning on,
1: he's got it. He's got to. If he doesn't, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. We've gotten it from Roman. Turn around. know, we've gotten the like main event push for Roman. We've gotten the main event yeah. push for for Seth. It is time. He is jacked beyond belief. Jacked. He is ready. Like he's t- you know he is refreshed. Yeah. uh He's buff. His body is healthy. If he doesn't turn, I, I, I will be so mad if they don't have him turn because. I don't think anybody wants to see the Dean Ambrose that we had prior to him going away. We I like Dean Ambrose. I think he's insanely talented. But he had kind of like It had run its course. It ran its course, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I really think that he has an opportunity here to be a little bit different. And you know, he out of all three guys in the Shield, he had the most promise when they debuted. Absolutely. Everyone thought he was going to be the one. Mm-hmm. You know, his yeah. promos oh, yeah. were the you know, he was the one doing the promos for all the guys. He was yep. the leader of the Shield it felt like. He
0: was he was Brian Pillman come again. Yes. And everyone loved Brian yes. Pillman. The the lunacy of Brian Pillman. But I feel like we've never gotten those
1: Brian Pillman style promos nope. in WWE. Nope. You know, we we we've had him in prominent roles But I think we really need that heel turn to get those promos that everybody knows Dean has in him. That everyone's been waiting for Dean to throw out there for when he finally gets the opportunity to do it. And this has to be it. Yeah. I
0: agree, I agree. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. He was jacked. Now I'm happy, you know, like I wore my shield shirt yeah. and had the shields. The Hounds of Justice are back in the on Raw. So We'll see how this all plays out, but could we have a could we have a double heel like could McIntyre turn on Ziggler and then uh, Ambrose turn on Rollins? I was in my head. I was trying to figure out all the machinations. Kind of like the B team. I, I, I was like back that. there like this. I was back there like this like a B three, team, You're writing
1: 3 out. over and over again. Trying
0: to figure it <laughs> all out. But it could be interesting. We'll see how it all plays out, but I I think Rollins is going to uh, win the title back but I wonder what will happen with
1: Ambrose here in that match. I hope that I hope he helps Seth win yeah. somehow and then turns on him and does the dirty deeds. Yeah, exactly. And then and then we get Seth versus Dean for the Intercontinental Championship. That would be incredible. Going into what Survivor Series yeah. next that would be awesome. That, that that would to me I would love that. Yeah. We've never we haven't gotten the opposite yet. We have we've gotten yeah. Seth as the heel against Dean. We haven't gotten Dean as the heel yeah. against Seth. Enough time has passed. I would love it. I think most people would enjoy yeah, it, yeah. and and yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the time is right to strike on that.
0: Ambrose has the chance to be Stone Cold. Yes. He has the chance to be Stone Cold here, at least a version of Stone Cold, the anti-hero that everyone likes, cheers for, does his own thing. He has to find his own thing. He has to find something that's organic. Stone Cold did with a beer. He's got to find something that is organically his that I think the fans will then go, go over for him like a million percent, but he's got to find it, and I hope he does, because his moves are great, but the whole like the mean mug and all the kind of... like that's got to lead to something. Yep. And so hopefully he'll find that gimmick that he needs, and then boom, it just takes off. Because
1: similar to really, like when he's... Triple H came back from injury. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, exactly. I know that we've already compl- we've already compared the two with the little H thing. Yeah. But, I mean, but he really did. He did. He did. He looked a lot like the beard. Him. Um. But but yeah, I hope that this is similar to that dating someone is...
0: in the company. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. Married rather to someone in the company. Sorry. There
1: we go. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. No. I. I, I he, this this has got to be the moment. Yeah, uh, If not, he's never going to get there. Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah. All right, well, that's our recap of Raw. What did you think? Did you like it? Did you feel the way that Ryan and I felt it was good Raw? Certainly better than last week, but not great. Did you like the lead-up that they left you in for uh, a SummerSlam? Let us know in the comments section below. Uh, remember to like and share this video on your social media and subscribe to Collider for more. Uh, Collider Body Slam recap videos just like this for Raw, and we'll do uh, SmackDown tomorrow. Ryan, uh, what was the last thing you want to tell them?
1: Uh, check out me on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Satin. The website uh, is at WrestlingSheet on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and please, yeah, I, I love that you guys are listening to these shows. Yeah. Hopefully, the audio is better on this one. so You guys aren't <laughs> mad at me, um, and yeah, keep following along, guys. I uh, I, I enjoy doing the show every week with uh, with Roca.
0: Me too, man. I'm a big fan of you, Ryan. Uh, you follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And guys, don't forget we have so many great shows here, not just the wrestling stuff here. We just started Collider Sports. Got Premier League stuff we covered. Got NFL stuff we're going to be covering. Uh, we covered and we're going to be covering as well going forward. Movie talk. Uh, uh, there's rumor. Uh, there's uh, Collider Live is going to be debuting next week possibly. Excited for that. Excited for that too. Uh, We have no idea what's going to happen. All all our lives are at stake now. (laughs) All our social media lives are at stake on Collider Live. So keep tuned to Collider for so many uh, things like that and keep downloading the podcasts to listen to all the personalities that you uh, know and love here on Collider to hear what they have to say about the news stories of the day. All right. thanks again everybody for listening and for watching and we will talk to you next time on Collider Body Slam.
1: GrimWrestlingSheet.com